All right, it's six o'clock. It's time for the happy hour. Oops, I mean the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. Uh, so four minute sets at three, you'll hear the horn. We don't have a lot of time for comments today because I'm hosting a show that starts at 7.30 in North Beach. So we're gonna jam through this list that was very small and suddenly got big, but that's great. Uh, we've got time for everybody. Uh, if you have uh, like burning things to tell people, uh, write it down and tell them. Usually we give comments. There just isn't time today um, because yay, the strip club show. Uh, put your hand. No, I love the strip club show. It's so fun and I get to host and I'm wearing something underneath this that is is revealing. All right. Your first comedian is my favorite person in kind of the whole, all of San Francisco. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Hello, everybody. I'm going to start with a, 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 not with a new one. I'll save it. I'll save the new one or butcher it later. Um, I have one good eyebrow and one that's struggling to keep up. And I have one good eye and one that can't read. But the good eye has the bad eyebrow and the bad eye has the good eyebrow. And that just wreaks havoc with my OCD and sense of balance. It's like, ah. The bad eyebrow makes me look unfinished. Like God said, ah, oh, fuck it. She has it. She's got one. Little Maybelline will fix that. What's life if not a challenge? And I said to God, I accept your challenge, God, but I will not draw in a, a new brow like some foreign common floozy. No, I will instead hide my deformity behind some oversized Ray-Bans. And God said, I'm taking away your sight in your other eye, you little up cheek, cheek, up cheek, up, whatever that expression is. <laughs> upstart, upstart. Nobody's ever heard of an upstart? No? Okay, it's like crotch remarks. You have? Okay, it's old time. Uh, all right, fuck that joke. Um, okay, here's the new one then. The expression, like for instance, is often abbreviated to be for instance. And then some smart owl came along, got the idea that like that was lobbed off could be used on its own and said, oh, let me save you. I have a better job for you. And take that word and like and use it like all the time. You know what I mean? We say like so often it's lost all meaning. And it drives me insane. If like, you know what I mean when someone says is, you know, like they not speaking succinctly and just like butchering the English language. Like, no, I do not like, I hate it. And you know what I mean, if you know what I mean, can also mean, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'm just gonna say the same thing over and over until I get tired or you get bored or both, and then we both, <laughs> we can go smoke some weed and have a little snack and pet the cat and discuss it. You know what I mean? Thank you. And do you know what I mean has been shortened to, you know what I mean? which is soon, soon to be shortened to, you know, which is just like saying you and no, which is pretty soon it's just one word, which is the Yiddish word, new. And if you know what new means, it's basically, you know what I mean. But my real fear was in writing this joke that I would get too used to saying this and I would start saying it on my own. And I thought, what the fuck? 
I'm just gonna go like kill myself right now. Thank you. All right, I give my time back to the room. Thank you. Yay for Lauren Krauss' new joke. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, that was lovely. Illuminating everyone's foibles in the scene. I fucking love it. That was fantastic, Lauren. I love your new joke. Your next comedian joins us from far away across the bridge uh, in Marin. It, she probably has people that love her over there. Put your hands together for Sheridan. Yay. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. What a great room. Oh, my God. So... I was um, in the Tenderloin earlier. I wanted to give this homeless guy a dollar. My friend said, oh, don't do that. He's just going to spend it on drugs and alcohol. And I thought to myself, that's exactly where it's going if I keep it. So, um, and then I, got, then I got asked if I was a prostitute. Anyone else? And like, <laughs> last, yeah, I was like, hey, I guess my push-up bra's working. <laughs> And then like less than a minute later, someone asked me if I was a social worker. So I get it. I'm the prostitute who cares. I just want you to get a heart on. You can pay me in candy kisses. Can I give you head and a hug? All right. So I'm a social drinker, uh, and I feel most social when I'm at home alone. <laughs> and um, let's see. Oh. That's right. I drink uh, just a few different things. I drink, uh, you know, um, wine, sake, beer, lighter fluid. Uh, and I'm on a grain-free diet, actually, except for vodka. Uh, and I drink, cher I drink uh, blueberry vodka. I used to drink cherry vodka. Blueberry vodka, and I'll tell you why. It's because it tastes and smells like a blueberry pie, which reminds me of my grandma, because she was an alcoholic. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, anyway, uh, so I've been doing yoga poses to help me relax, and they say to personalize them, and I've been doing that. It's working great. I have one, like, for example, where I cradle my head in my hands like this, and it's called I'll Never Drink Again. So, uh, thank you, Pam. All right. So, <laughs> oh, so I'm, do I'm on a, I've, I've lost some weight. Uh, I'm excited. I haven't done like the standard keto diet or the Weight Watchers. I'm I'm on the self-loathing diet, uh, where if I just hate myself long enough, I won't eat. Okay. So I was married for five years. Um, thank you. Like right at five years, the expiration date came, and it, and we were done. Uh, and you know, <laughs> people <laughs> people are just different, right? Like I don't do the whole blame thing, right? I'm uh, we're just different. I'm an introvert, and he's a pervert. That is how we're different. And he, uh, it was a little more complicated. He transitioned during the marriage. Um, he transitioned into a total asshole. <laughs> it's what, I, I like this guy a lot. A lot. That he sounds like the laugh track when I'm writing a joke in my head. <laughs> it's like, that is fucking funny. And I'm going to say, okay, so I've been, um, uh, you know, trying to date some. I've gotten a little bit of attention from, a, from the, um, building exterminator um, and what he's doing he's from another country his English isn't great so he's he's progressively asking me about my exercise and it gets more and more sexual like he's like do you do the chest press uh, and he's like uh, Pam does that mean 30 seconds or I'm done a minute um, and he's like do you do the um, thigh master but I think what he really wants to know is can I shoot a ping pong ball across the room I think that's what he really wants to know 
Okay. All right. Um, let's see. So I was, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get a little fixed stuff, whatever. I was at the hairdresser and I think going to the hairdresser is a lot like going to the gynecologist because you wear a gown with both to cover up. Something's going on. You can't see it, but you hope it's going well. <laughs> the only difference is that with a gynecologist, they don't bring out a big mirror at the end and show you their work. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You've been amazing. Get, get down. Keep your hands clapping for Uh, hey, I was I was gonna say something about mirrors, but no, it's uh, if you break them, it's seven years of bad luck. That's that's what my that's what my whispering eye does breaks mirrors. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Melissa! Yay! All right, I was at a cafe the other day, sitting between two first dates. I should get an Oscar for how well I acted like I was reading. There's a couple of gays on the left and straights on the right, and you know who was having more fun? It was the gays. They were like intelligent, funny, witty, interesting. Like, I think something about being discriminated against and told you go, you'll go to hell, like, you just develop an enchanting personality. <laughs> I wish I'd been on that date. Felt, I really felt for the woman on the right, because, like, I've been on that date. I've been on hundreds of first dates. Not a lot of second dates. I assume that all those men died. Because I can't think of any other possible explanation. They didn't text me back. That's why it's called ghosting, right? Because they're dead. I felt very bad for her. I think, like... I don't know. It's just a lot of straight guys really are weirdly into sock puppets. <laughs> There's a lot of closeted, a lot of closeted ventriloquists out there. <laughs> They're embarrassed. They should be. No, but dudes, really, they talk too much. Um, this is my impression of me on my last 10 first dates. Mm. 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 They don't even hear that last part. It's so weird. I don't know why they don't want to see me again. <laughs> so weird. Sex is weird. Um <laughs> I was an adolescent when Missy Elliott's Work It came out. You know that song? Is it worth it? Let me work. And it gave me a lot of weird imagery, like if he's got a big, I, I had never seen a penis. I was like, is it like an elephant trunk? Like, can they move it? Like, or go downtown and eat it like a vulture? I was a National Geographic kid, so what I was, like, picture what I was, I was picturing vultures eating. I don't think you're picturing it, so I'm going to help you. I was like, is that supposed to feel good? I was smart enough to figure out what going downtown meant, but not smart enough to know that, like, it was a metaphor. 
It's a metaphor like as if you're an animal and you're starving and from a mile away you sensed my dead animal carcass that you need to eat to survive. I get to stop at the vulture. Um, what else? I'm on TikTok. That's what I call my biological clock. Um, <laughs> the guy, the guy I'm dating doesn't think it's cute because I'm all like, I'm on TikTok. If I'm on it, you got to be on it. Thank you so much, Mooney Radio. Melissa Christine, everyone, with new jokes, yay! And what a darling act out that was. You are not afraid to have anything. You're. That was great. It was really. It was really. You committed 115 percent. Uh, your next comedian. He's back from fucking Argentina. That's exciting. Maybe he speaks Spanish now. Put your hands together for Harvey Walshavon. Yay! Thanks, Pam. I don't speak Spanish now or the whole time I was in Argentina. Uh, okay, cool. So Kanye West says that his superpower is that he is uh, bisexual. <laughs> that, that is the one with the mood swings and the difficulty with relationships. And, uh, okay, this is going, going about how I thought it would. And, uh, and I think, you know, I was inspired. I feel like depression is my superpower. Okay. So I'm depressed, so I have the ability to give up on anything that makes me even slightly unhappy. Okay? For example, <laughs> for example, cups. Now, I know you're thinking, why cups? Kanye West said, uh, I hate when I'm on a plane and they give me a water bottle. Like, oh, great, now I have to be responsible for this water bottle. I think that sums it up well. Okay, cups, cups, are, the <laughs> cups are the water bottle of the household. It's a hot take. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I got rid of all my cups. They stressed me out. Uh, if a girl comes over and she doesn't want to drink water straight from the tap or from like a bowl or something, <laughs> then I'll get rid of her too. I'll give it up. No gush is worth me constantly worrying about the location of three half-filled cups in my apartment. I'm not about it. Um, I explained that to my friend, my like theory on cups and depression, and she said, are you sure it's not because you're always spilling on yourself? And I think that's a horrible reason not to have cups. It's much deeper than that. Cool. Back to depression. Uh, people think depression is disabling. I don't think it is. Uh, it's only a problem if you're unwilling to give up. Um, it's, like, it's like a GPS that shows me where the unhappiness is, and I just got to steer away. Now, if I don't listen to the GPS... It will blow up my engine and I'll kill myself. But if I don't do that, it should be fine. Lately, I've been following my happiness. Uh, where are we? <laughs> Lately, I've been following happiness. It's, uh, it's led me towards making 
no money, uh, and a surprising, a concerning number of uh, feminine peni, uh, which has been fun. And I am happier. I'm a lot happier, uh, but I am starting to wonder, like, who programmed this GPS? Like, why are these things that make me happy? Why do these have to be the things that make me happy? Like, why can't I like money and pussy like the other boys? Why am I on, why am I on the stage doing this weird stuff, you know? Okay, cool. That was, uh, that was some new stuff. We're on a roll. Let's keep doing new stuff. Uh, I've been thinking about homophobia lately, and I think it gets, I think homophobia gets a, a bad rap, okay? Because I think it's evolutionary, okay? Like, uh, like you know, it's, uh, it's been a rough year. We're, we're low on our numbers. Like, every guy has to do their part. We got to, like, encourage the guys to get out there, start making some babies. Uh, I think that straight guys getting drunk and doing gay stuff, also evolutionary. Uh, pack's getting a little thick. We need to we need to cull the herd. Uh, something about a long winter. This was good. This was good after a month back. This. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, y'all. <laughs> Keep your ass clapping for Harvey Walsh of on. He's so good looking, he doesn't ever have to make sense. It's fine. It doesn't matter. You don't have to make sense. Just stand up there and look pretty. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I just put back feminism 40 years. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Your next comedian has obviously the best laugh track in town. Clap your hands together for GD. Yay. That's what they say. Hi, friends. So I use this app called uh, Revolut to send money to India and recently they came with some new offers that they came up like with a list of things that they're offering if I use Revolut. Um, it, it has like free Tinder plus as well. Tinder gold for free. My question to them is like, who is using your app? Indians working in tech mostly. Don't you think we can afford Tinder gold? That's not the problem. My face is the problem. <laughs> I'm an in my height is the problem, okay? I'm not Harvey. Harvey, how do you how well do you do on dating apps, man? I want to know. Fuck, he's not listening, okay? Uh, <laughs> he's just like my roommate, man. My roommate is like Wi-Fi on the plane. It's there but no connection. I recently watched uh, this movie called like I'm late to the party American Psycho and I really like this in like Christian Bale has like a whole like a morning skin routine so I thought might as well do that so I went to this place to get my blackheads removed anybody has bla blackheads problem you okay uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding man he's my brother <laughs> okay um, blackheads right the shit uh, like black shit on your nose so I went there they said we can remove it like hundred and twenty five dollars so I'm okay with that with the blackheads it's fine like I'm not going to spend hundred and twenty five dollars like I, even if this whole thing becomes black I like fuck walk like black nose matters My girlfriend and I are thinking to try another city now uh, because we are done with like SF. So she found a great apartment in Sunnyvale. So I dumped her. 
I like Tenderloin. So I need a new apartment now. So let me know where to buy a tent, a way to find uh, one studio. Uh, I'm also selling a lot of stuff. So like one, there's one queen size bed and like king size uh, insecurity for sale. It's nothing, nothing is there. I want to do impressions today. Here's my impression of a very successful stand-up comedian. Oh, sorry, the show is done. <laughs> After the show in the green room. Here's my impression of a open micer. Do we have any spots? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Matthew Perry died. That's very... <laughs> I like the timing. Matthew didn't. We are so used to see them all like six together all the time, right? Like, so the, the it's very sad that he, Matthew died. I think it would be actually okay if all six of them died together. You know, <laughs> and no one told you life was gonna. Be. I'll be there for you. I will leave you with this fuck all thought. Um, I don't care. I'm, I'm just not caring. Uh, I'm just, I have a lot of weird thoughts nowadays because I don't know if it's drugs or like some loneliness shit, I don't know, but <laughs> does Joe Biden wake up every morning with an erection? <laughs> I mean, he's the president, but does he like have a heart on when he wakes, wakes up? Or does he have a boner? And then like someone t told me that he doesn't need a penis to fuck. He's fucking the entire nation. Uh, okay. Very depressing thought. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> GD, everyone. The only president's dick I've thought about recently is Obama's, so that's, that's, I'm just saying, there's no point in thinking about Trump's dick. Fuck that. Don't fuck that. You had to pay bitches to pee on him. Cool. And Biden, Biden pees in his own pants. Like, that's cute. I'd, I'd, I'd swaddle that baby and give him a bottle on Tuesdays. We'll do some baby play. Uh, your next comedian, she just moved here from up north. How exciting that she's here. Put your hands together for Robin Brennan. Yay! Right. <laughs> I'm going to use notes. I'm using notes. Everyone else had paper. Thank you, Pam. Um, and I still get like, I still get nervous coming up on stage. I've been doing this for like two years, I don't know about anybody else. So I started something new, I just started imagining everyone in the audience naked. Good news, it's working. Now I'm horny. <laughs> and I don't know, I could be lesbian too. I'm like, I don't know. And that's bad news because um, I just got rid of all my tools, my truck, and my hair clippers. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked, I don't know, I'm pretty fucked. Um, let's see what else I got. I think open mics, my open mics are interesting, don't you think? I think open mics are a lot like prison sacks. I mean, aren't they, sometimes they're a riot. <laughs> sometimes I feel like um, I'm in a knife fight with a room full of spoons. <laughs> I know, I like that joke. Okay, should I say it again? Is this on? No, it is, I'm just kidding. But the real thing about like, okay, one more time, prison sacks. Okay, open mics. Sometimes, um, you know, I'm the only one that sucks. <laughs> Sometimes 
everyone else sucks. <laughs> but there's always one guy that can't get off <laughs> so that everybody else can get on. I don't know. I thought that was a funny joke. <laughs> uh, so you get it. Okay, good. Somebody gets it. I think that's a funny joke. I'll, I'll take that back to the small compartment tonight, and I'll work on that. Um, I joined a club recently, um, wanted to lose some weight, wanted to get in some shape, um, something other than a fucking floaty. Uh, I got this thing going on right here. I don't know, pear isn't working for me either. Um, but anyways, I joined the club and the guy calls me, the owner calls me like this week and he tells me, uh, Robin, can you like stop wearing those bike shorts? And I'm like, no, I just bought like a whole bunch and I'm trying to get into shape. And he goes, but there was accidents. And I'm like, well, fuck no, I'm not. So he canceled me. Okay, and I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm never going back to the Shasta Gun Club. Ever. Fuck you, people. That's how I feel. Let's see. It was very loud and dirty in there, too, anyways. I didn't care. Um, I had a friend who stayed over with me um, last week. It was cool. I didn't have a bed, so I went and bought a bed. Okay, so what I did is I got her a nice, firm 8-inch. Because honestly, people... Isn't it true 12 inches is just an overkill? I mean, come on. Do we really need 12 inches? I mean, who needs that much deep? I mean, come on. I don't know. Not me. I'm a little girl, and, uh, you know, it's like I don't need a big dick because I married one, right? It's like I'll tell you what I need now. <laughs> I tell you, I need a committed dick. I like it. Because I like them when they're strapped down, you know, and he heavily medicated. You know, they can work from home with, like, chains, you know. <laughs> that way they can't leave. Um, I don't know. One more thought. I got some dick pics. I got on a website, one of those, uh, like, plenty of fish. That site stinks. Yeah, not good. Um, but I did have a guy 65 years old, and he sent me dick pics. 65-year-old dick pic looks like a handful of fucking used-up dryer sheets and a Vienna sausage. <laughs> fucking not what I want to see, right? All right, not only that, he was in the chair, and one of them was sleeping on the ground, okay, one of his balls. He better come with a little pooper scooper. But if you want to turn on a 65-year-old woman, okay, don't send me a dick pic. Send me a naked picture with a paycheck tape to it. <laughs> You know what? You're going to get a blowjob if you're holding a stock portfolio. <laughs> All right? And I'll guarantee you, if you send me a picture of you naked in the kitchen doing your dishes, you're getting anal tonight, baby. <laughs> All right. That's my time. Thanks, Pam. Thanks, Mutiny. Yay, Robin Brennan. She likes to clean it up. Yeah. Sweet baby, did you know about Our Time? That's the new website for people that are 50 and over. Yeah, I'm, I'm only 49, but I'm thinking about jumping on there right now so I can be the belle of the ball. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go to Cabo next week. Let's get on our time. I'm like, I don't know. I will pick his balls up off the floor. I'll t throw him over his shoulder like a continental soldier. Whatever. Take me to Cabo, baby doll. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! Hi. <laughs> um oh i uh i went on an interesting date recently uh i was out with this guy and he uh he told me he didn't want to date me because i seemed unmotivated 
and uh, and I'd done like a ton of cocaine before this date, so I was like, oh, I'm so motivated, you know, I'm the most motivated I've ever been, and I had a lot of business ideas, and he didn't want to hear them. Um, I don't know. I it's fine. <laughs> I uh, I got my hair done though recently. That was nice. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I went in. And I was getting my hair done, and this woman came in, and uh, and she was uh, bigger. She was like a more voluptuous woman, and and she had a peg leg, and I was so excited because uh, she was balanced. It was amazing, uh, and <laughs> and she came in and she sat down and she was talking to the hairstylist. And she's like, you know, I'm just really insecure, and I was like, well, you know, it's a lot going on. <laughs> she's like, I'm so insecure about my split ends. And she kept complaining about her split ends. And I was like, oh, maybe she doesn't realize what's happening. Because it's really amazing to have a peg leg. Like, I don't know if you can ask for that. I don't think most people have that. I thought they would get the bionic ones. But she chose a peg. And I also think it's crazy that she felt so comfortable complaining to the hairstylist about what she was really insecure about, which was her split ends. I don't know. I'm working on it. But there's something weird about that. Um... (laughs) I've been, uh, I've been, I ha- I've been singing uh, slave songs at karaoke. <laughs> Let me explain. Uh, I have a low baritone singing voice, <laughs> y- right? And I, so I sing like you know, like "Wade in the Water," "Amazing Grace," "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot," and I didn't know those were uh, slave songs until. Um, and when I'd sing them, I'm like, everyone join in, you know? Like, I want everyone to feel part of it. But they didn't like that, and then people started complaining. Um, but it's weird to have, like, an agenda during karaoke, I guess. Cool, this is good. Um, I I wrote plumber, but I don't know what that means. Uh, I, <laughs> I, um, uh, when I turned 18, uh, my mom was excited because she's like, oh, we can do uh, drugs together now. And she was excited to do drugs with me. And, uh, and I knew, I've done drugs. Like, I know, like, about normal drug combinations, right? Like, ketamine and cocaine together is called, like, Calvin Klein. Um, but she had all these new ones for me. She's like, we're going to turn on the AC. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, acid cocaine. And it's weird because when growing up, I wasn't allowed to turn on, like, the real AC but now I'm allowed to do acid and cocaine with my mother, you know? So things have changed. This is, thank God. Uh, another thing my mom likes to do, she likes to call me and give me a career advice. She called me and she's like, you should become a TV repairman because men love TV. And that was her job advice. Or she's like, you should become a plumber because then you'll like go to guys' houses and help them with their plumbing. And I know that's like a weird suggestion, but I like the idea of me like really like unclogging some guy's toilet and then being like, so are you like single or (laughs) it looks really bad from here? I don't know. (laughs) I think that would be funny. Okay, thank you guys. That was good. Keep it going for Brett. She's so brave. You're so skinny and beautiful. No, you're 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 punching down on uh, oversized women who are disabled. It's so brave of you to do that. Yay! Uh, clap your hands together for your next comedian. It's Arjun Banerjee. Yeah, I uh, I was recently t- talking to one of my friends, and I told him that I was worried that I was gonna get fired soon. 
and he told me that I was being paranoid, uh, but I've been fired six times in the past four years, uh, so I don't think I was being paranoid. I think I just remember. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. My first job out of college, and this is completely true, my first job out of college is I was working at Waymo, and I was designing virtual scenarios in the Bay Area to make sure that the Waymos wouldn't get stuck. So, whoops. I, <laughs> I, the thing is, because we would use like real situations, so anytime I see one of those stories, they're just like, oh my god, a Waymo hit someone at 4th and Folsom? I really remember I forgot something. I, <laughs> okay, next joke. I, um, I grew up in the, in San Francisco, grew up in the Bay Area, and so growing up I was told that like coastal people are all really like elitist and snobbish. Uh, but recently I've been like going to the Midwest, and anytime I tell someone I'm from San Francisco, uh, they're just like, oh, San Francisco? Isn't that like a bombed out, apocalyptic, crime-ridden shithole? And I'm always just like, only one part. And I, uh, I also, I think it's, it's also really annoying when someone from like Ohio says that, you know? Because like the only difference between San Francisco and Ohio is that people in, Sa in Ohio do their heroin inside. I, uh... Like, people in Ohio are still shooting up. They can just afford a home, so we're really not that different. And the thing is, at least San Francisco's defense, people in San Francisco are doing heroin to escape the horrors of being homeless. People in Ohio are doing heroin to escape the horrors of being in Ohio. I, um, but, uh, no, I also I date men. I, uh, one thing I've noticed is I, 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 every time I, I suck a guy's dick, it is pretty hot, but also a part of me feels like I'm losing. Uh, and I think, you know, part of it is like toxic masculinity on my end and trying to unlearn that. But also every time you suck a guy's dick, he just looks down on you with the fucking smuggest grin. You know, he's just like, <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think they should do that. I think like, if I'm sucking your dick, you should look at me with an air of like grandeur and gratitude, you know, just like, oh, whoa. I love this exact amount of teeth. I'm really bad. I I give terrible head. I uh and also it's yeah, it's the hard part of it like with and women are the thing is I'm bad at sex with men. And when you're bad at sex with women, they're really nice about it. But men, they don't even, they're just like what the fuck are you doing? Like it's so annoying. I I asked this guy to jack off on my face, and I've jacked off on a lot of, on I've jacked off a lot. So I know how long it normally takes. This guy really wanted this to be over, but was just struggling, you know? Like, he really... I've never seen someone just be like, oh, come on. I, uh... So, whoops. But it's fine. I don't care. I, I, he, didn't, he didn't text me back. Most of them don't, but it's fine. I don't text a lot of guys back. It's, it's, they're not... A, okay, anyways. I, uh... What's this next one? Oh, I'm on... I'm, on Medicaid, so I'm a poor person, but I'm poor because I'm like pursuing my dreams. Um, but when you're on Medicaid, you go, your therapist is like not a good one. Like it's someone who's getting their credentials and they don't get paid a lot. So for me, Medicaid therapy is just two 26 year olds who have nothing going for them, just workshopping shit, you know? We're just like, what's a 401k? And we're like, I don't know, but we should get one, okay. Well, you guys have been so good. Yeah. Keep your hands up for Arjun Banerjee. Yay.
You're a nice comedian. She's lovely. And she runs a show in Oakland called Bitch Fest, the third Fridays, I think. And it's a lovely show. Clap your hands together for Kava to sing. Yay! Hey, the show is in Berkeley. Not that any of you guys would be on it except for Arjun and, and Brett and Lauren. Actually, mo- half, half of you guys would be on it. So I'm just going to... It's it's for women and queer people. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, I think... Uh, I, I, I don't want to pay for ambulances. I would like to be put on a no-call list for ambulances. Um, one time, uh, I, I passed out, and a restaurant actually called an ambulance to, like, take me. Um, and I was like, I can... I, I woke up. I was like, I'll just take... I'll take the bus. You know, like, better yet, just, like, toss me in a wheelbarrow, push me over to Zuckerberg Hospital. Like, I'll be totally fine. Um, like what about me having a newspaper and and duct tape wrapped around my leg like a band-aid makes you think that I can inf- I can afford an ambulance. Like I'm I'm chronically poor, not chronically ill. Um I was like, where this Patagonia? It's not mine, it was a gift. Um but like yeah, I think I think Uber should actually offer ambulance services and we would call it like Uber something like Uber Rescue, okay? You can like call an Uber. Okay. The driver arrives in four minutes. I don't know. Maybe you text him and you're like, where are you at? Bleeding out. <laughs> and he's like, chill. Um, right around the corner. You want a discount? Use promo code like SOS 69. Um, and then I don't know. I think if the Uber driver's an immigrant, then like you don't even need to go to the hospital. You basically have a moving clinic because any immigrant driver was once like a neurosurgeon or an astrophysicist in his home country, right? So it's like you rate you rate him five stars. You're like, Deepak played music, fed me ice chips, and delivered my baby. <laughs> um, yeah, the driver can rate you back. He's like two stars, too much screaming, ugly baby. <laughs> um, uh, what else is I gonna? One second. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I went, to, I went to CVS to buy Plan B, and the associate, I never got it before, so the associate was like, this costs 50 bucks. I was like, 50 bucks? At that price, I might as well just have the kid. Like, what, what's the cost of a generic? Because I could fall down the stairs for free, <laughs> you know? You know? Um, but, yeah, $50 is like a hit to your bank balance. You know, at that price, I could have bought, like, Svedka or eye cream. Um, and it's, I'm like, why is it that when I buy Tylenol, I get, like, a multi-generational pack for 8 bucks, but I have to get Plan B as one friggin' pill for $50? Like, that's just outrageous. Like, why am I buying it like it's some, like, gumball, you know? Um, which, like, if you're going to charge me that much for one pill, I want that shit to be extra strength, okay? Like, I, my uterus better be so hostile that if a guy came inside me, his sperm would, like, backfire, you know? Like, his dick would, his dick would implode. I don't know, for 50 bucks, I should be able to delete the fetus up to three days after birth. <laughs> okay, that one doesn't work. Okay, the, the last thing I'll say, oh, no, I only have one minute left. This is, this is just a story, but, like, I feel like I love animals to a degree, okay? Like, I see a mouse that's, like, struggling on the street, and I'm like, oh, I'll take you into my arms. But then once they've, like, infiltrated my house, I'm like, shoot to kill. <laughs> I'm like, I want to murder families. <laughs> you know, take them out. You guys don't agree? It's just, okay. 
They're like illegally settling in my house and none of them pay rent. So they needed to go. Anyway, I found this mouse on a glue trap and I felt really bad. I shouldn't have used the glue trap. So then I was kind of like looking at her and then realized that I should have saved. Okay, I have no time for the rest of the show because I'm just going to walk away now. There's really no time. Thank you, guys. Covetousing, everyone. Just so you know, there's these things plugged into the walls and they're humane rat keepaways. If you look on stage and you see that little thing that's plugged in, that's to keep. Yeah, I have them all around the place because we have a rat that lives here. He has the best rent in town. He doesn't have to pay. It's very expensive. But those things keep them away. So you don't have to murder them. You can put plug those things into the wall. Yeah, it's a little trick. Uh, you can have them after January. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together. He is on Cobbs. He's headlining Cobbs on Sunday, December 10th. Very exciting. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. Yay. My house also has a rat problem. His name is Kevin. He's betrayed us one too many times. <laughs> if it only cost $50 to implode a man's dick, none of us would have dicks left. There would be like one, one billionaire lady would just be like, ooh, no more dicks. <laughs> and just 50 bucks for you. Bah! Ow! I don't, I don't know what... <laughs> Your dick impl—I don't know an act out for your dick imploding. It's like, because it's, it's not—it's not exploding. It's imploding. Uh, I'm agnostic, okay. That's because I'm uh, metaphysically unreliable. Like there was a, no other religion has the mantra of, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like that's agnostic. It's like we—we're like anything's possible. I don't know shit. There's 90% mustard somewhere on my body. You trust my opinion on whether there's a God? That is your mistake. Like, well, play the odds. Uh, people are like, Spencer, don't you want to be good with the man who lives upstairs? I'm like, no. I have five roommates. No one told God he could move in. <laughs> Let's do a little bit of math, okay? Every church, house of God, yes? And God also lives in our hearts. I know where my heart is. In our minds. <laughs> uh, that's uh, approximately six billion places to stay. Why does God need to crash on my futon? Unnecessary. And people like want, think I want to spend time with God. They're like, hey, do these mushrooms. You can see God. But I, I don't know God's schedule. I don't want to like, I don't want to do some mushrooms. I jump in, God's jacking it. And I'm like, it's a Sunday. You're supposed to be relaxing. It's even more awkward when you do hallucinogenics and God's like, maybe you should see other people. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I saw on the internet, there was a quote and it said, atheists can't find God. The same way that robbers can't find the police. Period. Like, it was a statement. It wasn't a question. It was, hey, what do you guys think? It was, I'm making a point. And I think what he meant was, you don't find God. God finds you. Terrifying. 
I did not know God was looking for me. I don't have any warrants in heaven, but bag, bag, bag. It's God the bounty hunter. Uh, on the seventh day, he arrested. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't trust a good deal. Like, everyone's like, man, I got to find the lowest price. Is Why is this much soda $2 and this much soda is $180? You take this much soda, you own the gas station. Like, take this. It's, it's like a recall they won't tell you about. The problem is I don't trust a deal, but I'm so poor that I need to buy that deal. So... Every time I'm shopping, it's just, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> oh, this is going to, oh, this is not going to last me a long time at all. Oh, uh, no. Uh, okay, thank you so much. I'm working on that. Spencer Devine. Go see him at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday the 10th. December. Sunday, December 10th. All right, your next comedian. He's the last one. Unless, did you want to go up? Okay, so we'll go you and then Dan go on. Okay. All right, your next comedian. He is the best laugher in town and comes all the time to Baron Dolores. I'm excited to bring you up. And it's Alex, right? I always forget your name. Alex, yay! Thank you. Another day of being a slut in theory and not in practice. I'm just kidding. Could you imagine if I came up with that energy? <laughs> if I wanted to have an experience of watching people with low energy try to create something, I'd go to Buena Vista Park after dark and watch two people fuck that don't know each other because it's silent and nothing gets exchanged. <laughs> um, yes. So... I really would like to be a slut. That is my rebrand that I am going for. Um, and I have all the ingredients to make it happen because I am sober. So you know if I'm making the decision, it's my own and I don't need help making bad decisions. Because, I mean, like we all have really interesting like lose your virginity story. I lost mine on Treasure Island to a VP at Disney. Um, and I didn't secure the bag, so that's how you know that it was a bad decision. Um, but okay, people with money are like, that is the dream, but they're also very boring, and he had no personality, and he also had roommates, and I was like, you live on Treasure Island, and you make like a bajillion dollars, like just like, you know, own the island. And he's like, well, I'm waiting for this apartment complex to get built, and then like, we'll go in there. Anyway, that was a tangent, but I did want to bring up the Treasure Island story. Um, my thoughts on big dicks have changed. I originally was not a fan of them because my whole mantra was big dicks are like art sculptures. They're very fun to look at. They're not going in my living room. Um, and then I hooked up with someone with a really big dick and it was just a lot of fun. So I enjoyed that for me. And then the one thing that I didn't enjoy though is when he finally came, it just kind of like just dribbled out. And I was like, that fucking sucks. Cause I really put my whole heart into this. I really wanted a bigger payoff. But then I had to remember like how far the cum had to travel to get to me. 
And I'm like, all right, that that makes sense because I feel like if he had a couple inches shorter, then it would have just blasted me. Um, which reminded me of this guy that I hooked up with in college because, you know, trying new things. And he had a, a more reasonable sized member. And then uh, when he was about to come, he like instinctively put his hand over it. And I was like, I want to be in the splash zone. Get your hand away. But it was good that he did that because his cum hit the ceiling. And I was like, you have a bazooka dick. That's amazing. Um, I don't think I'm certified for that. So I will leave now. Um, and then, what's the other thing? Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am down for open relationships because I love being the third where I get to go home and not have to deal with like the emotional cleanup. Um, I went on this date with this guy and I didn't know if it was going well, but then we ended up kissing at the end of the night. So, you know, it was good for me. And then he like, that was very mixed signally. And so what I did, because I'm a communicator, is I hooked up with his husband. So I wanted him to know that I am still having a good time, even without him. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Yay. Give it up for Alex. He's rebranding as a slut. Hooray. Yay. I wish I could do that, but I'm too old. Your last comedian of the night. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Guan. Woo! to the people. Hey, what's up, family? What's up? What's up, family? How are you guys doing? We doing good? Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I, I, some of you guys might already know this by now. I'm actually a part of a... I'm from an immigrant family. Yeah. Anyone else here from an immigrant family? No? Cool. We're all proud Americans? Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Never mind. Uh, thank you for saying that five seconds later. <laughs> no, okay. No, all right, now I gotta work. I gotta work. <laughs> it counts. It counts. Okay, cool. I... Uh, <laughs> There you go. I uh, no, I, I'm from I'm from an immigrant family. One of the, the weird things about being an immigrant family is that you can't you can't say no to your parents when they ask you things. Like my my dad, when he found out I could speak perfect English, he started making me answer the phone calls on his behalf. And his justification was, "What? This is America. You could be anything you want to be, <laughs> including me." So that's that's his justification. That's just what he said. Um, very people are very confused because like there's no twelve year old that should sound. Like a forty-year-old man that doesn't speak English, right? Like, our, like one time the electric company called. They called about my dad about an overdue bill. They just said, "Mr. Guan, do you know you are three months overdue your last bill?" And I, pretending to be my dad, would be like, "Okay, but please don't take away the Xbox Live." Like, it's just not a very convincing argument, you know. A lot of times people at school, they also ask me, they're like, Dan, if you were pretending to be your dad, surely you must have bailed yourself out of school a couple of times, right? Uh, and that's true. I actually didn't get to go to school a lot of times. Here's how my phone call to my school went. Uh, hi, uh, I'd like to report that uh, Dan Guan can't come to school today. Yes, uh, he's actually bailing his dad out of jury duty. That's just what, what it would sound like. Okay, cool. I love the five second delay. All right, awesome. It's like TV. <laughs> exactly like tv um yeah you can't you can't say no to what your parents ask you to do and then you can also make up any fucking story you want at school kids would always believe it white guilt is a huge thing i remember one time my parents made me help them read their taxes because they didn't know what certain words meant told that to all my friends at school next year became a class treasurer by default worst part i wasn't even on the ballot i didn't even volunteer they just said no this guy knows taxes he's gonna be great okay cool that's just for me that's just for me. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I like other people. I'm, I've been dating out here these days. I didn't say I was dating well. Okay, cool. 
no, dating is really hard, right? Dating is really hard. And, and people will say that SF is a very hard market. You know, everyone, everyone's super picky these days. Uh, sometimes for the wrong reasons. Like I remember one time I was at a bar and I asked this girl for a number. And then when she gave it to me and I whipped out my phone, she said, uh-uh, no way. I don't, I don't fuck with men with Android phones. And I was like, this chick is way too young for me. This does not make any sense. And then I, and then I saw what she pulled out and I was like, why you got a flip phone? Like, that's very disrespect. Okay, cool. I, can, I need to re reconfigure that joke. Never mind. Never mind. Thank you, Pam. Uh, okay, cool. Last part, last part. Uh, so uh, I work in tech and uh, the other day I found out that uh, my manager believes in crystals. Uh, yeah, which is like a which is a lot to take in. Uh, when I went into my last performance review, I was thinking these crystals are bullshit. Uh, that, but then she made and promoted me to becoming a VP, and I was like, I'm all about these crystals, baby. Fuck yeah! All right, cool. All right, I've been Dan Guan. You guys been dope. Bye. Dan Guan, everyone, hooray! Well, we did it, and I'm off to the Condor, and we'll see you guys all tomorrow. OMG, six o'clock. Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Mars Bar, seven, uh, Thursday, 8.30, 9 o'clock at Bar and Dolores. Friday, we're back here. Saturday, we're at this cafe. Sunday, 5.30, Barbary Coast, Danker Side of Comedy. Thanks for being here, everybody. Bye. Radio.fm, this is the Bow Round Sound Show. Remember? Vote. Vote with your dollar. Send a dollar to us. Send more. Send less. We need it.
vibrations in the yoga of sound, I would like to invite you to move your body in rhythm to a devotional mantra to Kali, the great feminine force and personification of Shakti as primal power. Start by standing with your right hand pointing upward and away from you. All your fingers are held close together. Your left hand is pointing downward. Once again, all your fingers are held close together. All your fingers are held close together. This beautiful gesture embodies the energy of all the great goddesses, offering solace to the suffering and blessing the world with divine grace. Begin to turn slowly and deliberately while maintaining this mudra. You will remember that to turn clockwise draws you into your deep center, while turning anti-clockwise moves you outward into the world. Let your body move in the direction it feels most inclined to. Clockwise motion will draw all energy into your center, transforming it, while the opposite will allow energy to flow out of your deep center into the world, offering healing to where it is most needed at this time. Whatever images come to your mind, be aware that you are blessing and relieving suffering through chanting this mantra with devotion. There are four exclamations in this mantra, Shri Ma, which respectfully addresses the Divine Mother, Kali Ma, Adhi Ma, Primal Mother, and Pahima, which is Holy Mother. Each musical variation of the mantra is repeated twice, so listen and then sing along. Once the variations become familiar, you can sing continuously. After the chanting, allow your body to slowly come to stillness. Start now by saying the mantra with me. Shrima Kalima
had abandoned all concern for themselves, for their safety, and for their freedom. Some threw rocks, stones, cans of beer, and soda at police in cars and police on foot. Heavily burdened people staggered out of the doors of supermarkets, followed by billows of smoke. Men and women carried electrical appliances in their arms, and some pushed washers and dryers down the middle of the street. However, nothing, not the voices trained to relay excitement, nor the images of unidentifiable looters entering and leaving unlighted shops, could, cap could capture the terrifying threat of a riot like the stench of scorched wood and burning rubber. Radios blared. Watts is on fire. Television cameras filmed a group of men turning over a car and a young woman throwing a bottle at a supermarket window. The glass seemed to break in slow motion. In fact, throughout the duration of the explosion. Every incident shown on television seemed acted out at a pace slower than real time. Sirens screamed through the night and television screens showed gangs of young men refusing to allow fire trucks a chance to put out fires. Burn, baby burn. The instruction came clear over the radios. Burn, baby, burn. Then I walked. The smell had turned putrid as plastic furniture and supermarket meat departments smoldered. When I reached a main street, I stopped and watched as people pushed piled-high store carts out of burning buildings. Police seemed to be everywhere and nowhere, watching from inside their cars. 
a young boy, his arms laden, his face knotted in concentration, suddenly saw me. He asked, you want a radio? I was amazed that there was no guilt in his voice. I said, no, no, not yet. Thanks anyway. Ordinarily, I would have read in the boy's face or felt or heard. Uh-oh, this woman knows I've been stealing. There would have been at least an ounce of shame. But his approach had been conspiratorial, as if to say, we're in this together. I know you not only know what I'm doing, but you approve of it and would do it yourself if you could. Smoke and screams carried in the air. Someone behind me was cursing long, keen streaks of profanity. It became hard to discern if the figures brushing past me were male or female, young or old. The farther I walked, the more difficult it was to breathe. I had turned and started back to my car when a sound cut the air. The loud whine of police sirens was so close it stabbed into my ears. Policemen in gas masks emerged out of the smoke, figures from a nightmare. Alarm flooded me, and in a second, I was dislocated. It seemed that the sirens were in my nose, and smoke packed my ears like cotton. Two policemen grabbed a person in front of me. They dragged the man away as he screamed, Take your hands off me, you bastards. Let me go. I ran, but I couldn't see the pavement, so it was nearly impossible to keep my footing. I ran anyway. Someone grabbed for me, but I shrugged off the hand and continued running. My lungs were going to burst, and my calves were cramping. I pushed myself along. I was still running when I realized I was breathing clean air. I read the street signs and saw I was almost a mile away from my car, but at least I wasn't in jail. Because I had run in the opposite direction from where I had parked, I would have to circle Watts to find my car.
thousand watts. Our your friend Charlie Pawnshop was a glorious blaze. I heard the flames lick, then eat the trays of zircons mounted in red gold alloys. Easter clothes and stolen furs burned in the attic. Radios and TVs crackled with static plugged in only to a racial outlet. Hospitality Southern style. Cornpone grits and you all smile. Whole blocks novi. Brand new stars. Policemen caught in their brand new cars. Chugga chugga chugga. Get me one nigga. Looting and burning. He won't get far. Lightning a hundred watts. Detroit, Newark, and New York. Screeching nerves, exploding minds, lives tied to a policeman's whistle and a welfare worker's doorbell finger. Spirit walked with me on my second visit to the exploding section of Watts. I became invisible in the black community. I had to stop and stand still when I realized that no one seemed to see me. When I had visited Watts on the first day of my new job, no one spoke to me or commented on my presence, but I was seen. This time, I could have been in a white neighborhood. When a black person appears in a white part of town, there's a moment of alarm. But if the black doesn't appear threatening, he is erased from the white mind immediately. In the black community, a black person is always given her humanity. On this visit to Watts, the responses were different. Neither the looters, the police, the spectators, nor the National Guard took notice of me. A group of young men was bouncing a car filled with white passengers whose faces looked like Halloween masks through the car windows. Terror bulged from their eyes, and if the windows had been open, I would have heard the screams pouring out of their wide, gaping mouths. A phalanx of police slipped by me and were upon the rioters quickly and quietly. The officers began handcuffing the offenders, and I turned my attention to the now settled car. Its inhabitants were exchanging smiles that I didn't read as smiles of relief, but rather of satisfaction. They had come to Watts to get a thrill, and hadn't they done just that? The newly arrested men were marched close enough for me to touch them, but neither they nor the police regarded me. I came upon some people who were sauntering down the main street, casually taking in the sights. They were so at ease in that uneasy time and place that it was obvious that they lived in the neighborhood. Their concentration was on the stores and the burned out shells of buildings, so they didn't see me. The havoc now had areas of calm, 
and either I brought serenity with me or it found me wherever I was. I watched as people sifted through debris. Each whole cup or unbroken plate was treated as a treasure. A woman smiled with pleasure when she found a matched pair of shoes. A man passed me carrying a pair of well-worn pants. He was grinning. day of insurgence.
This is the Found Round Sound Show. John Cutter, Bobby Redford.
that these have all been instruments that are sounded by being struck. You have probably invented your own percussion instruments without realizing that they had a name as a group, such as beating the cover of a pot with a stick. 